Welcome to Jessica Massey on the podcast. I am a women's empowerment coach and I'm here to talk all things spirituality, business, money mindset and absolutely everything in between so that you have the tools to know that everything is already inside of you and absolutely everything is possible. I'm so excited to have you on the show and I hope you enjoyed the journey. Hello, I'm going to keep this one really, really short and sweet because we have the incredible, phenomenal Lindsay Ellen Rain on today, who is here to talk into parts work or internal family systems, IFS therapy, which has been a really big pivotal moment for me in this journey. Parts work was the very first thing I ever learned. And I learned that with Lindsay in 2020. So what an absolute honor to have this incredible healer and mother on to share her wisdom. So let's get straight into it. Don't forget to like and subscribe and let us know what you think. Hey, Lindsay, how are you? It's so great to have you. It's so good to be here. It is so good to be with you for so many reasons. I love you. So many reasons. We just had a bit of a chat before we jumped on. And so Lindsay's been a part of my journey for the longest. You've definitely been here from the beginning of my awakening, shall I call it. I worked with you maybe three years ago now and changed my life. So I'm so freaking honored to have you on here to talk about all the amazing things. So the focus will be, well, you can talk about parts. It's the <laughs> your your mm-hmm. baby. And yeah, I'm so excited for you to share all your knowledge and for everyone to tune in and listen because it actually completely changed the whole trajectory of my life learning this stuff and changed my relationship with myself and my inner child. Like, And I still constantly relate back to it, even if not intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, I have to just say like, it's been amazing watching your journey unfold and seeing how parts work has affected you personally, but not even just on the healing front, which is how people typically think of parts work, but in your business, like Mm -hmm. I'm seeing you embody so many parts of you, um, which I guess is a perfect way to segue into who I am. Yes, please. So I'm Lindsay Ellen Rain. I am a mother and a writer and a healer. And the modality that I work with is what Jess and I have been talking about. It's called parts work or also known as internal family systems therapy. And it's this, I think, incredible therapy and uh I think also way of life that looks at our mind as being multiple. So it, this therapy says we are basically all walking around with multiple personalities and that nothing about that is pathological. Nothing about that means that there's anything wrong with you. It means that you're human and actually rejecting some of these parts of ourselves is what causes more pain, trauma, et cetera. So what I do in my work is I help my clients meet so many different parts of themselves from the past, uh, parts of them that feel maybe more current to who they are now today. Um, and even like future parts, parts of themselves that like they, they want to meet kind of creating those parts within themselves. And then we also work on integrating something called self energy, which if you are familiar with kind of the more spiritual world, you might also call your higher self, but it's the energy of yourself. That's not touched by your wounds. So all this is a long-winded way of saying, I love to work with people's different personalities and help them integrate them all so that they feel what I call like wholeness, like true wholeness. So that was a lot of the work I think that we did together in many different ways. So many different ways. I remember coming to you actually, just, I just remembered it was about relationships. It was a relationship Mm -hmm. course of how to be in love because I just met someone and all of I was getting all my parts were triggered I was I'd met this beautiful man who I thought that I loved and I was rejecting him and I didn't want to get close to him and I remember being on the call with you and you basically were like you need to be in this course and I (laughs) and I was like okay like all the parts of me were scared and like I didn't want to lean in and I guess unknowingly I entered this world of actually learning to acknowledge all of those parts and a lot of them parts that I was rejecting and so wow it's magic really like to be able to embody this and yeah as you were saying to step into the future parts like it's so it's so deep so yeah Mm -hmm. 
where do you want to begin? Do you want to give a brief, brief overview? I know you kind of did about IFS. Yeah, um, I can go deeper. We can go a little bit deeper with yeah. it because you know what you just made me think when you reminded me of kind of our consultation, our first call, <laughs> and you were telling me a little bit about like this new relationship and your parts coming up. Yeah. I remember saying something to you and kind of explaining to you this idea of protective parts. And I was like, Jess, like you're living through a lot of protective parts, you know, you it's, it's a, it's scary for you to get close to someone because there are so many parts of you that are actually protecting you from vulnerability. And the reason why I'm bringing that up right now is because I think that's where so much of my work starts with clients and where so much of IFS and parts work begins is with protective parts. So mm-hmm. in parts work and IFS, we say that you have these different kind of types of parts. So you have your protectors, they call them, which are the parts of you that, another word for it would be a mask, the parts of you that don't want the world to see your vulnerabilities, don't want you to get hurt, essentially. And then on the other side of that, you have what the protectors are sort of protecting you from or who they're protecting rather. And that's what we call the exiles or the wound. And the exiles and the wound are those deeply feeling parts. They often feel needy, alone, afraid, like those parts of yourself, when they come out, you feel really young because I often say to my clients, like they are young. They're really young parts of you. They're your children. children. Yeah. The inner children. Yeah. Just knows this, but I always say you don't have an inner child you have inner children, you have so many of them, an inner infant and inner toddler or toddlers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it ranges. And so IFS says you've got these different parts, but you also have something really important to your being and that's self-energy. And your self-energy is this essence or this energy inside of you that's never been touched by your wounds. You were born with it. It's been there forever. It predates you. It will live on forever. And it's that energy inside of you that is really characterized by confidence, creativity, courage, openness, compassion, and curiosity. And if you've Mm -hmm. ever been in in a state where you've just felt so open to someone or something after you've been really hurt by it, like you, you have that moment where you're like, you know what, I truly forgive or I truly accept, but you feel that openness within you, that self energy. Most of us don't tap into that often. So the work of IFS is how do we get to know our parts well enough that they trust our self-energy to be in the lead more often than not? Or at the very least, what we hope that we see is that our parts start to embody more of that self-energy themselves. So it's an amazing process. It's a journey. Like any therapeutic tool, you're not going to have one or two sessions, right? And be this guru or an always in self energy. But the goal is that, you know, after work, after doing the work, after really taking the time to get to getting to know yourself on these different layers, you can access more of that self energy and you can feel more whole. So mm-hmm. that is a very broad overview, but really the main thing to take away. And I'm curious if you would agree with this stress is that it's really dissecting your mind into these different parts of yourself and getting to know yourself very closely mm-hmm. and allowing yourself energy to really take the lead when maybe parts of you or a part of you has been in the driver's seat for a long time. Yes. Yeah. It's absolutely, it's facing your shadows, all those parts of you, those shadows that we would call it. And yes. being able to actually get to know them, to love them, to face them. And I keep saying this quote and I've it's literally the embodiment of all of my work that until you make the unconscious conscious, it's going to control your life and you're going to call it fate. So it's bringing conscious awareness to those parts that have been in the lead, maybe your whole entire life. And then coming from that place of connecting to your, I do like to call it higher self for self energy. It's the same thing Mm -hmm. where you just get to come from love. And I actually explained this to the woman on my call last night that you get to see the higher perspective of the love that's underneath everything, which is them covering the wound, right? I know I'll get you to speak into this more, but all the protective parts are coming from a place of love because they're just trying to help you, right? So when you go back, yes, it's so amazing. They were like, what do you mean? So you can just change anything. And um, it's not necessarily changing anything. You just get to look at it from that higher perspective to tune into that higher self version yes. of you and see the love behind every action. And through that, yeah. they, they move out of the driver's seat, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I I really love what you just said, because I think this is such an important piece of this work that you're not really trying to change anything. 
I always say you're trying to just get the bird's eye view for a moment. Mm. Cause if you can get the bird's eye view, if you can reach that clarity, you're going to get to peace. And that's what most of us, I think, want. And any area of our life can benefit from peace. I think joy, I often say this, like joy is something I think is pretty unattainable to always have because we're humans, but peace and being content is very attainable and life-changing and will affect every area of your life. And I think that being content can come from acceptance. And I think acceptance can come from the bird's eye view. I think it's really hard to accept something that you are so blended and you can't see, you know, you can't see the forest between the trees. Yes. Oh, wow. And that just reminded me of the quote that you said. And I remember it was the hardest for me to accept back then. And it's actually something I live by now. It's um, becoming okay with the unknown, or you said it maybe a bit differently, but learning to accept the unknown. Yes. Yeah. Like learning to accept what you cannot see yes. and love it. And I remember being like, yeah, I must know everything. And actually yes. it's that acceptance. Everyone resists when I say that. Yes. And it's everything. Like <laughs> learning to accept everything because we actually don't have control of everything. And when you come from that bird's eye view, as you said, like that releasing of control changed everything for me. I mean, I've been traveling for a year, inconsistent with where I live. I quit my full-time job to start this coaching, started coaching. And back then that's, I mean, so much unknown 24 seven, three years ago when we first mm-hmm. spoke, I was like, I must know every detail of every outcome of my life. And yeah. that resistance it was yeah. coming from a wounded place. Absolutely. It didn't feel great. It didn't feel content or peaceful mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's funny because I, and, and I'm guilty of this. I think sometimes we hear the word acceptance and our protective parts jump in and they start like reaching and grabbing and, they're, and it's like they think acceptance is this thing to work towards, mm. but actually it's it's the release, it's the surrender, it's the it's truly the letting go and observing. And you know, I talk a lot. Uh, I talked a lot in our course, and I talk a lot about this with my clients. To get the bird's eye view, you've got to take space, and you have to observe, and you can't take space without letting go. You can't observe without some form of letting go. So one one thing I often say to like myself and my friends is when you feel that reaching and that grabbing, you probably have a protector operating in full force for you. And that's not moving you towards acceptance. Mm. They have the best intentions. It's not to shame those parts, right? Like you said, there's no, I really believe there's no such thing as bad parts yeah. at all, but at the same time, their intentions can be bringing you away from the bigger vision from your higher self. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. So how do you, let's go to the very beginning, like making peace yeah. with those um, protective parts, shifting yes. away from that grip. What do you tell your clients at the very beginning? It feels like so long ago for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that question because this is the part, this is a piece of IFS that often my clients will resist at first because yeah. they want their parts, right? There's a part that wants to jump to the end that wants a result. They'll often ask me like, how long will this take? When will I start to feel better? Right. And that's a part, but here's the, here's the truth of IFS. And I think of most healing modalities that work, it's a process. And the first step in IFS is building trust and building a relationship with your protectors Mm. and building any solid relationship. And I can really say this for certainty, like building a healthy, strong relationship that's rooted takes time Mm. and it takes promises like being kept, right? We talk about promises in our course. It's, it's really about spending time with these different parts of yourself, committing to it, showing up to that commitment, asking questions, observing, and being with your parts without this, uh, this overly active agenda to heal them because they feel it and they resist Mm. it. So in sessions, what that will look like is we often go inward through visual visualization and we meet these protective parts. We ask some questions, we get to know them. We spend time with them. We get really clear on what they're missing in their life, what they're needing, what they don't know about my client and we build a relationship. What this could look like on your own is the same thing, going inward, meditating, or even journaling with a different part of yourself and asking it questions and listening and being a good friend. And I always say this to my clients, if you really think about those solid friendships, like those friendships that really make you feel good, 
I bet you they're a really good, active, like solid listener, right? So can you do that for your inner world? Can you sit without an agenda of trying to fix, push all the books on your parts, right? Push everything on your part. Let's heal, let's heal, let's heal. And instead listen for a while Mm. and really observe and get to know yourself. If you do that with your protectors, they're going to start to trust that you can go to the wound. Mm. And you might even start seeing and hearing the wound speak to you. The more the protectors are like, ah, okay, I I trust her. I trust him. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that. I love everything that you say, Lindsay. You are so great at explaining (laughs) it. You're so great at explaining it. um, Yeah. Thank you. I love this word. (laughs) Yeah. You can tell. And I love it too. And I'm just like, I need Lindsay to explain it because she is, you're so, you breathe it and live it and are so great at articulating it in a way that it actually makes sense. And I guess on a higher level, it actually logically makes sense, right? It's building trust with yourself. Like it's super basic stuff. Just build trust with yourself. Don't need to go in to fix all your problems. Just tune in. And yeah, Mm -hmm. I remember when I first my first met my parts, like they (laughs) did it was scary and they didn't want me to meet them because I'd been neglecting parts of me for so, so, so long. I was that person like every problem that I had, I just swept under the rug and worked and pretended like nothing was wrong. So Mm -hmm. of course all of these parts are pissed off with me. I I'm pissed off with mm-hmm. myself, right? Unconsciously. So totally. it was like building that. I remember, I think I was that person that asked you, like, when is this going to be over? When am I, when is it going to be better? Yeah. And it's like, one just, of many. <laughs> <laughs> just learning to come back to it over and over and over again and build that trust that eventually, I remember like what, what showed itself initially is like a really, really scary monster ended up showing itself to me is like my wounded inner child sitting in a corner crying and it was just Mm -hmm. a part of me that was so sad that just wanted love that through facing it it was able to trust me and I was able to open up and so is that the wound showing itself yes yes exactly I'll often describe it as a softening sometimes it will happen in a session sometimes my clients will come back and tell me oh hey I was meditating or I was journaling and I, I felt something change with me and the protector. And I'm like, well, I think your wound showed up and it's usually a softening or it's usually like a reveal. I'll even say a part will kind of change or a new part will show up, but there's a softening or a reveal. And it sounds like that's what happened for you. And it's one of the most common experiences. And I think it makes actually a lot of sense, but it's one of the most common experiences for a client to say, my part didn't want to talk to me. My part ran away or my part, like sometimes for me, my part will turn its back to me if it's a part I haven't spent time with or it doesn't know me. And it makes sense from a, from if you really kind of zoom out and you look at it, it's, there is a lack of trust. And also for that part, it might even feel like there's a lack of love to put it simply, but you know, think about it. We talk about unconditional love to me. Unconditional love is a lack of an agenda. And if a part comes in and sees you and feels an agenda, or if a part comes in and is like, where have you been all this time? That doesn't feel like love. And so it's going to take time for them to see and trust that love as being true. Mm, Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful. It's like a mother and a child. Yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And so is that exactly. what you've been experiencing, motherhood? We wanted to speak into this because you are, well, it's not newly a mum, are you? It's been, <laughs> how old is she? I guess, yeah, my baby will be, is a year and a half and I'm pregnant. Yeah. So <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank wow. you. So, so yeah, I know. motherhood energy. So you speak into that's a big, big part of your parts journey as well, right? So yeah, oh, how yeah. so? I mean, I'm yet to experience this magic or that magical life change and yeah yeah share with share with us it's I well I could tell you confidently just I wouldn't be I wouldn't have consciously made the choice to become a mother had I not stepped into parts work I had a lot of wounds around becoming a mother because of that lack of self-trust I really really didn't believe that I could mother children, because I honestly didn't believe, and I wasn't seeing me mother myself. And so IFS was this really, really profound journey for me 
and this gateway to mother myself. I don't think I ever really understood it until I found IFS. So this is going back maybe seven or eight years ago when I found my IFS therapist, but I really began looking at my inner children and practicing reparenting, like actually looking at each of these really wounded parts of myself and very specifically finding out what they needed from me, um, what they, what they had been missing out on and giving it to them and also keeping promises to them. Like, Mm. Hey, I'm going to check in on you tonight and actually doing it. And it sounds simple, but it transformed my life because it built that self-trust I never had. It also showed my parts that I am nurturing. I am caring. I can be a mother. I can show up for them. And I healed so much within that time that fast forward to a few years ago, it became really clear to me. I am a mother already to myself and I'm doing it pretty freaking well. (laughs) Let's, let's do this for real. And not surprisingly, I got pregnant very quickly. Um, and it's just been amazing to see now my daughter, Bobby here, her side, the way that I look at her and see her is still the way that I look and see, look at and see so many of my parts. And then I tend to them, um, from the basic level of my being fed well, am I sleeping well? Am I, you know, rubbing my back? Well, uh, am I telling myself, I love myself to, you know, the bigger things of like, am I experienced, like, are my parts seeing me joyful? Are they seeing me fulfilled? And it's, I'm doing it for her, but I'm still doing it for my inner world. And that parallel, I think has just, it's just been amazing to, to feel that and be in that. Wow. 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 I'm actually speechless about that. That's so freaking beautiful to, she is just a part of you and it's all actually the same thing. (laughs) It's the same it's the same. She's a part of me. I just have this real visual of it every day. My gosh. That is so, I actually am, I cannot wait to be a mother. That is one thing that I've always, always wanted to do. And yeah, this Mm -hmm. came through just before as well. It's like we, you and I um, both had big mum, mother wounds. A lot Mm -hmm. of my life journey, and I think yours is the same, is stopping that generational trauma. So a lot of the work that I do is making sure that I am the woman that is going to be the best mother for my future children. And so to hear that this work for you showing up for yourself, building that trust is what makes you that excellent, amazing, loving mom that you are because you've showed it to yourself. Like it's not as complicated as it seems. It's just the consistency in showing up for yourself. Simple, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And you know what? I just got full goosebumps because you know what you just kind of made me reflect on is, I literally was hearing it in my head so many times that I've been in a consultation with a client over the last few years. And within the first time of meeting them, they've said, I want to break this pattern in my family. Like they're so clear, right? And what I think the biggest, maybe one of the biggest gifts of IFS is that your parts will literally tell you how to break that pattern in your family. Wow. Like, cause it's really specific to all of us. Our stories are so specific and unique. Of course there's similarities and we're all so similar, but breaking that generational trauma, like there is something really specific in our families. And if you go inward and you listen to your parts, they will literally show you and tell you how to break that pattern. It's then your job from that place of self to show up and and do the work for them. And so I just think of you just sharing, you know, like I want to become a mother and I want to break this pattern. I mean, you've been doing it and how cool that they've been leading the way in a sense. Mm. So are you saying literally just ask the parts, how can I be a better mother? Yeah. And they'll tell you. How can I do things differently? How can I give you what you didn't get? How can what I did you, you need to get? What did you need to hear? Mm. You know, what's missing? Um, often, and I'm I know you've experienced this, but often are often, often, often our parts are stuck in the past. You'll see them in a visualization or you'll write with them or you'll hear them and they feel young. And they're, they're stuck. They're stuck in your childhood home or they're stuck in the scene of a trauma. And the work is that in trusting you, you bring them to the present moment, right? So when you're with them in the past, when you're with them, when they're stuck and you say, what do you need? You are bringing them to the present moment. 
you were getting them out of the past and you were integrating. That's integration. Integration, which and is that's huge. That's everything. Okay. <laughs> that's what we want. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is the key. Like I know all of you are listening, like NLP has been great and it's about parts integration. And this is the same thing. And for me personally on a depth, that's much more connectable, much more, much more human to actually visualize and make sense of why they're there and transform them to love them, to nurture them. And I guess that's that probably feminine energy behind this of actually I want to nurture and love all of these parts to, to be able to integrate them from that place of love and build that habit. I love that you've brought that in into actually who I am as a person, which for sure, yeah, I didn't actually make sense of, you You said it before we jumped on the call, how I'm showing up now in those parts of me that I used to hide. I didn't consciously do that. I guess it's just through the work. Um, like we, you it's even through the work. Yeah. <laughs> That's correct. It's amazing. It's crazy. And also not crazy. I just wish more people knew about it, which is why we're sharing this episode. And I hope this message spreads big and wide because it is like, it's life-changing and super simple, super simple. It's just, it's just trust and changing the way you do things. Yeah. That's- yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's trust. It's amazing. Uh, you know, when you said earlier, it comes down to self-trust and I think we hear that and we read that and, you know, we hear that we should love ourselves and we hear that we should trust ourselves. But like you said, IFS makes it where you can see it and you can feel it. And it, and it gives you a way to do it that I think is very real. It's not this like, okay, I have to meditate on it for two years to like really feel the self-love. It's like you go inside and you see your, you see your parts and they, they tell you what they need. And in you showing up for them, the self-love happens, the trust happens for you. Like what I was reflecting back to you before we hopped on is you feel so much more confident to me. But that confidence is a process of your parts seeing you show up for them time and time and time again. And also them trusting like she's got this, right? Like your shame and your shyness or whatever was whatever parts were getting in the way. There's so many of them in our life that yeah. prevent our confidence from showing up. But those parts are like, I don't need to really be worried anymore. She's got this. Oh. She's got it. You know? Yes. Yes. And you know, I have been making a consistent effort to show those parts of myself. Every time that comes up, it's choosing a different path. Like, great. I'm feeling shy and scared to do something. Like maybe those protective parts try to take the steering wheel again and go, this this is going to lead to something dangerous because I'm going to protect you. It's going, no, I'm going to come from my higher self. It's actually okay this time. Mm -hmm. And continuously doing that over and over and over again. I'm not scared of anything anymore. Lindsay, like that trust that I've built, I trust myself so much in doing things differently that I'm actually not scared of anything, which, which is so wild compared to where I've come from. I believe you for so many reasons. One, because I've seen the transformation. I feel (laughs) lucky enough to have witnessed it Two, because that, as you know, that's my story too. I, it's interesting the people I've met recently, they always say, I, I wouldn't have guessed this. Or I wouldn't have known, but I was terrified of my, my life was defined by fear. My part that was primarily in the driver's seat was like debilitating fear. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that that part for me, it's, it's, it's there, but it's not in the driver's seat. It's like this sweet little kid who's playing now and can relax now. And it's having fun you know? And if a little worry comes up, it's so funny. I I always get this visual for my fear part. It kind of hops on my lap. I give it a little little reassurance and it's back to the playground. (laughs) But I mean, I'm 31 years old for most of my life. It was driving the the freaking bus. (laughs) It was controlling so much of my life. And I know, I know that that's been your journey as well. And so it's just, I guess that what I'm saying is I just believe in this so much because I've not only seen it in clients, but I feel it in myself every day. Yeah. Oh, hearing you say that just really solidifies it for me as well, because absolutely the same. I was scared of like, I mean, I couldn't even walk outside at nighttime. I was scared to mm-hmm. get close to people. I was scared of literally everything. And the other day it even happened. So I love that you brought that in. It's not about getting rid of the parts. Like they will always be there. So I was walking through, I stayed at the beach too late. Um, like after sunset and then I had to walk through the forest at nighttime in the dark 
like me five years ago would never, never, yeah. I was petrified. And so I did get like that. I felt that part being scared. And you know what I actually did? I ended up playing and like singing childish songs to nurture that part, I guess, unconsciously. I was like, yes. no, it's okay. We'll just play and play through this experience. And the part was able to calm down. Like I wasn't in fear. Like I wasn't even, my body wasn't even physically in fear. Like I could feel that protective part there and it wasn't mm-hmm. in the driver's seat anymore. Yeah. It was hanging out. That's the, <laughs> what I always say. It's like, they're hanging out around you, but they're not, you're not blended. I know we always use that word. You're probably like, I don't want to hear blended anymore. From our <laughs> course. Talked a lot in the course that, um, Jess was in and I talk about it with my clients when you're when you're really blended with a part you're seeing everything through their eyes that's mm. the best way to describe it so you don't think you have a fearful part you are the fear every you are the fear fully and in those moments where that you're having now where the fear is just there you're not seeing things through fear's eyes you just see the fear and recognize it and help it through. Yes. Which to me, like that's also going back. That's like the mothering reparenting energy that so many of us wanted. And now we get, we have this chance to give it to ourselves. Wow. That it's <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> like that yeah. is massive. Like, we get to, it's such a gift. We, we get to literally rewrite the story completely, yeah. completely. Like actually completely. I tell people this all the time and like it's all that I talk and post about that you can change actually anything. And some people don't believe that and like actually this work is one of them. You can change anything through that nurturing, through showing yeah. up as that higher self. Like, Yeah, yeah. I've seen clients, you know, we've done relationship work together so you can yes. probably test this, but I've seen clients come into the space of us working together and, and really truly be speaking from a part that fully believes love is impossible or toxic relationships are what they're doomed for to fast forward two years later, after a lot of self-trust has been built, having the most loving and beautiful relationships I've ever seen. And to me, that's not a coincidence. You, you can't fall into that. You can't hope yourself into that. That is, that is self-trust. That is self-love in this case that came from being with their parts mm. and really getting to know themselves up close, like really getting to know themselves up close. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Like that's me. I'm single at the moment. And then the next one is hundred percent going to be that most loving divide. I feel, I feel it. And when I met you, I was, I mean, he was a, a great guy in this sense and it was a really toxic relationship for me and I couldn't see it at the time. And I, you're so beautiful. You didn't tell me that. You just let me figure that out for myself. I never will. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a great lesson, a year long lesson. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it made me re- see the parts of myself that I was accepting maybe less than I deserved to accept because the parts were accepting, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Seeing through those parts. Like I was those parts. I was accepting what I thought I deserved through the lens of, pain of hurt through fear through not being good enough through not being worthy of actually not being worthy of love because I'd never experienced it before so my parts could only see what they knew so that's what I was allowing myself to accept and through this work I actually like there is no way I would accept that in a relationship anymore like there's no way so that change it's definitely not coincidence And it's a journey and the best journey I've ever been on to know with full certainty that I will never accept less than respect and love ever again. Yes. Yes. Like, is there a more incredible place to land to really, to really know your worth? Because I mean, all the areas of your life are going to change. The landscape of your life will be completely altered when self-worth really is felt (laughs) and you feel it we I think there's also a difference between like knowing and feeling I think parts can know we're worthy of something but when you can feel it and you can really honor it yes that's when that's a big difference I just got tingles too big difference between knowing like everyone used to tell me like you're worth more you're worth more I'm like yeah I know and I didn't actually believe it in myself you didn't feel it in your body no so I was like I'm hearing all these things and just feeling that disconnect of 
not being able to embody yeah. it in the world because I I didn't feel it or believe it at all. And it was just through time, really. And it's not a process that can be rushed. Hey, I think for me, and I'm sure a lot of people think that you can just fast track it and just jump straight in. And it's actually through consistency mm-hmm. and building that relationship with yourself where you actually begin to feel it. Like I remember actually the first day where I, Oh, yeah, I just feel like saying this. The first day that I ever, I walked outside of my balcony and I was like, wow, I'm so happy to be alive. And I like caught myself and I was like, did I just say that? It's like, what? (laughs) And I was like, wow, I'm actually really Mm -hmm. happy with who I am in my life now. And it was the first time I've ever thought that. And like that was probably shortly after we started working together. And it's just insane. It's actually insane out of this world how much you can feel the change. Yes. Yes. And I wish, gosh, it's like, if if I really did have a few wishes for the collective, one of them would be that they could feel, everyone could feel their self-worth and have Mm. a moment like you had of, I want to be alive because in this, I think in, in some spaces is taboo, but I think it's safe to say here, there's going to be wounds and exiles that really don't want to be here and haven't felt safe maybe saying that or feel like it's okay to say that but the pain is so deep so when those parts actually emerge from the darkness come out from the shadows and say i want to be here they've bought into your self energy they know it's there they trust it and they see what's possible finally and that is a beautiful transformation That's to witness the- and oh, to have wow. I'm, that is the transformation and I'm so glad that this has come up because I mean I actually still have those parts that don't want to be here truly like yes. and I like I guess what we were just bringing it back to what you said they never disappear right they're always there and though I get to nurture them and love them and they go okay actually yeah I do want to be here cool we get to do this and I get to mm-hmm. I get to heal women and people and step them into their power and the part of me that didn't want to be here gets to see me me doing that, like mother mother energy, right, embodying that yeah. person that they've always wanted to be. Yes. And it gets to see me doing that, being that in the world, and it goes, wow, okay, maybe maybe we'll stay and, and enjoy this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I really believe this. I really, really believe it because I've, I've seen it so many times and I felt it in myself when these parts come up within me. Just being with them and hearing them, kind of going back to that concept of being the friend that we really wish we had, versus like fixing them or telling them they're wrong or they're bad for not wanting to be here, just being with them. They, they often will buy into the hope of wanting to stay. And I think that it's a really also beautiful lesson in friendship. What do we do when someone who is really hurting shows up? Can we, can we, have our agenda sit outside for a moment and just be with that person and love them through it. It's, it's a lesson for our parts, but it's a lesson also, I think, in how we can be better friends because our culture, our world, I think I can honestly say is very uncomfortable with, with the darkness within all of us, but it is is so human. And it's, it's something that I really, really wish we could just love our humans through Mm, everyone yes instead of yeah you're so right and I'm so glad you spoke to this because I'm sure there's so many people right now that feel like they can't show their darkness because of fear of people shutting them out and it's because I feel like yeah as society we're not we're not taught to love someone through their darkness we're taught to Mm -hmm. only show only focus on the light only focus on the light and if someone's dark cut them out and ignore like not in that yeah. sense, not as brutal, but unconsciously we don't know how to deal with it. So it's actually, yeah. I love that. It's actually that lesson of being with them, showing them love as if you're talking to a part, it's the same mother loving energy of, yeah, you don't need to do anything, yes. right? Just be there. Yeah, just be there. Just <laughs> be there. Often in sessions I'll say when there's a really, really hurting part, just offer touch if if they want it. Um just sit there with them and say, you're not leaving unless they want you to, but it's just show them that you are there, not saying you're there, not offering to show up later, but you are physically there Mm. because 
And I think this happens in friendship and it's, and it's something that is so symbolic of what happens with us. It's I'll be there for you later. I'll check in tomorrow. Um, let me know what you need. Right. And also we forget that there's so much power in just showing up. And so for me, like what, how I practice this with my parts is I don't try anymore to wait for there to be a crisis. If I've got an inkling, something's going on inside my inner world, something's a little off. It's like, Hey, I'm here. I'm, I'm here when you're ready. And I will literally go inward. And this happened very recently where I just, I was feeling a lot of inner turmoil and I went inside and I said, Hey guys, like I'm here. And I just laid in my bed alone for a half an hour with my hand over my heart with multiple parts of me that were struggling. And it didn't, it, there wasn't a crisis because didn't get to that point because I was there, you know? And I think about that also in relationship to friendships. If we didn't always wait for the crisis or for our friends to reach out, if we followed our intuition, if we said like, Hey, I'm going to just. I'm going to just come over and be with you for an hour. Cause it looks like you might need it. How, mm-hmm. how would we really transform this world? Wow. I definitely feel like I needed that reminder. I so believe in everything happening for a reason. And you, this conversation happening is so divine for me. And I'm positive. Every single person that listens to this needs that message as well. Like just that reminder to sit with those parts of you that are even, even I love that even if it's just an inkling like you don't have to wait till you're having a breakdown like if something doesn't feel right just sit with it and that's how you move through it exactly exactly and that's how I think we start interrupting that pattern of waiting for our life to be total chaos before we intercept (laughs) I think that's a big one for all of us myself included yeah. And so when you feel, I always caught like a nudge or that inkling, like when you feel that little nudge of mm, something not is not quite right, like go inside. I always say it like to my clients, like that's kind of my, my cue to myself or to them. It's like, just go inside for a little while mm. and quiet everything around you and go inside and see what's happening and just offer love. Yeah. It's, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. These conversations just really leave me speechless because <laughs> it's so, it's so beyond words, beautiful. Like I actually am just letting that all sink in again, because I feel like you can never hear it too much. Just the power yeah. in showing up and being there. And I mean, you could almost say that you're never going to be in crisis if you actually continue to do this and to build trust in yourself. Like even in moments yes. of anger. And I actually, I just, this came through to tell everyone, it's not about suppressing anything. It's about learning anything that needs to come out, come out and facing it rather than distracting yourself with something else. I used to be, I used to do this all the time. If you feel something and it's about trusting your intuition, right? Trusting when your body's telling you something. And instead mm-hmm. of like, even this happened to me yesterday, actually, I was went for a walk with I went, went to go for a walk with someone and I didn't want to. A part of me was I need to be seen. I don't want to do this, like sit with me. And it hasn't been like this for a long while. And it's about actually coming back. And so I, I needed this reminder to come back yeah. and actually sit with it and yes. let, let it come out rather than just quickly doing the next thing. Like if you have mm-hmm. meetings planned all the whole day and you've got that, maybe push them back or take a break, you know, and actually show mm-hmm. show that trust in yourself that you're always going to be there. Yeah. They are always going to be there and your parts don't see you run because <laughs> same, I mean, my pattern, and I think many of our patterns are, our protective parts want to run, want to escape. And how easy is it now with Instagram, TikTok, Netflix, I mean, food, everything, right? Like yeah. there's always something we can escape to. We can book a flight in a second. It's so easy to escape. Oh. It's really hard to pause, take space and actually go inside. <laughs> And usually when we go inside and we actually spend time with the parts that, that need to run away will at least lessen and soften. So I think, yeah, I mean, it's just, you, you really, you really nailed it in saying like that, that impulse to escape, if you can actually just pause and be with your parts, you're going to be able to transform so much of what's happening inside. Mm. Otherwise, and I know we, we've talked about this before, but the risk there, if you don't pause, if you don't get inside is what you suppress will actually get bigger and wider. 
It doesn't go away. I always tell my clients like they're, they they think they're pushing it down. And it's being depressed and being pushed. It's just getting wider and bigger and it's going to spill wow. out always, wow. always. It reminds me, I still remember this analogy. I'm actually so impressed by how much of this actually is sunk in. And I still remember so vividly and clearly. It just really solidifies the truth and how much I really resonated with this teaching because it was literally more than three years ago that I learned this with you and it's still so vividly clear and the analogy that you said was it's like if you look at a part of it's like a child on top of a tower I'm pretty sure you said and it's like if you look at them and see them and then you close the door and never see them again they're just going to get angry and feel less trust and it's just like imagine if someone you find out you're finally freed and then oh no you're locked back up again like far out that's so much worse than before yes Yep. And, and if it keeps happening, wouldn't those kids locked in the basement say, okay, no one's coming for me. Mm-hmm. I don't trust them. It keeps shutting the door. Right. And so that lack of trust, we often feel towards our partners, towards a career, towards ourself is because the promises hasn't been kept. The door hasn't stayed open. And that's the surprise, you know, the door being closed to me really represents the way that we suppress and we push down and our protective parts. Those are often the ones doing the pushing. So if they trust us to handle things, they don't need to be pushing anything down. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I full body goosebumps. The visuals, and I really hope that landed for everyone listening. I am sure it did because you can't not. You can't not. It makes complete sense. It's like those parts of you that you've been ignoring are literally in the basement of your unconscious going, hello, hello, I'm trying to talk to you. Can you please see me? Like that's all. That's all it Mm -hmm. is. And yeah, mm-hmm. this world. And of like- what what a lot of us do, yeah. Like I, I always say, like for me, like my early twenties, it was kind of like I threw a scrap down. So I'd read like a chapter of a self help book, maybe go like kind of check things out for a minute, and throw them a you know a banana peel, and then <laughs> be gone for years. And you know, that's that's the easy way to live, but yep. the consequences are huge. And the consequences, <laughs> I think, are a lot of anxiety, depression. Uh, toxic relationships, the list goes on. Yeah. Um, you know, our the I always say like the landscape of our life, the way that our life looks is often a side effect of what's happening in our inner world. So if we don't like our landscape, you know, figuratively and uh, literally, it's time to really look at, well, what's happening inside. Tune inside. That's so great. And that's why, because my outside world has continued to improve, become yeah. freaking next level, magical, insane, like, amazing and that's because I tuned into my inner world and I showed it love and changed the story yes totally I can't tell you how often I'll have a client in a session you know the first few sessions they'll be telling me about where they live and a big piece of their story is I hate where I live yep I need to get away right and often I get often enough maybe a year two years down the road I'll see this happen where they're like I'm gonna stay here I really like it it's really beautiful their landscape didn't like nothing actually changed about the physical landscape, but their internal world changed so much that they look outside and it's brighter and it's beautiful and so much more is available to them. And not at all saying you need to stay put where you are, but I think we need to rethink sometimes our stories because our stories are coming from our parts. And if our parts aren't really in having a lot of self-energy or if we're not in a lot of self-energy, things are going to look pretty cloudy. Mm. <laughs> yes. <You know? laughs> so it's actually just changing your perspective on the world around you. Like mm-hmm. someone could be, could be looking at two completely, like two people could be looking at the same exact garden. Yes. And see someone could be seeing the flowers and the life and the other person could probably see the gray sky and the cloud in the gray mm-hmm. cloud in the sky that's about to rain. And exactly. there's, going, there's so much beauty here. Look at all this, this life that's in this garden and mm-hmm. someone's only just seeing the darkness because that's all that their internal world is allowing them to see. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, you know, on that note, I think one thing that is really important to remember because we all hit this point, if you hit a point in your life where you're looking in the world around you and everyone's mean and no one's smiling at you and the weather is just not perfect and you just can't get right in your environment, there's someone or or many people most likely inside of you that are trying to communicate with you that something's not working. 
Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing things not working because internally something is really not working for your parts. So then the work becomes who and why are these things being communicated with me? And you'll find out, you know, when you go inward, whether it's writing, meditating, whatever, um, however you get inside, you're going to find out as mm-hmm. that trust you built with your parts. Yeah, I definitely need this. I definitely need this reminder today. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I guess I just want to preface, like I've done a lot of work and I still need these reminders. Mm -hmm. Like the journey is never ending. And yeah, I think you just said it it is easier to just put it, shut the door and not worry about it. And though the reward that comes from continuing to face this stuff to continuing to show up is so beautiful. Like that as far as much as you get to experience and face that pain, you get to experience that much joy on the other side, like that much love, that much everything. Like the more you face your darkness, the more light you get to experience. So yes, so beautiful. And that consistency, like the more you do it, the brighter the world gets to be. Again, it's, what it's a gift. limitless. It's yeah. <laughs> it's it's incredible. Yeah. And I want to touched on so you were speaking about before like the importance or well you've seen me step into my parts of that confidence and all of those parts of the repressed actually so yeah I think the spiritual community as you said before we jumped on it's such a big be natural be show up as only your healthy good parts whatever let's label them what they would say show up as your good parts the parts that are good and healthy for you and so we shut off all the parts of us that we've associated with being bad things like wearing makeup doing like dressing up nice for example like in my reality and yeah through showing up through those parts everything's changed and I didn't realize this until you just brought it up to me so I think for so many people I would love for you to touch into that like what the effect that happens when you actually acknowledge the parts of you physically not even like the shadows just maybe the parts of you all the parts of you that you get to embody and show in the world like how that can help your business your relationships everything yeah I love that you bring this up because um sometimes my clients will get to a point right where they feel like they've worked through all their big traumas and they're like okay what's my work now and where I see a lot of their work kind of end up is looking at where where are they still feeling like not integrated? Where is something feeling like it's missing? And when they tell me something feels like it's missing in their life, what I'm typically seeing is that they left a part behind. So like in your case, and I really experienced this myself is as I stepped into the quote unquote spiritual world, I had parts jump in the driver's seat that felt like you need to lurk a certain way. You need to act a certain way. You need to like be a certain way to be respected in this industry. You cannot wear a lot of makeup. You can't show your boobs. You can't (laughs) want too much attention. You always have to be love and light. Yeah. And so that doesn't work because what happens is is we are rejecting so many human parts of us in that process. And it's true. It's true in so many ways beyond even just that example. I also see it for clients when they pick a career, like if they make a career move and it's in a nine to five, and maybe there's this part of them that really wanted to be an entrepreneur. And they've kind of just left that part behind because now they're in this nine to five job they feel they have to do. Well, maybe they really do need to be in that nine to five job. Maybe it is true that for a while that has to happen, but can they integrate their entrepreneur back in? Mm. Another example I love to give is you buy a home, you commit to roots but two years past and you haven't traveled, you haven't had an adventure. Did you leave behind your wanderlust hippie, right? So if something feels like it's missing, you're probably not wrong. You're probably not making it up. Someone or people within you have been left behind. And so we practice self-inquiry in the work that I do. We'll journal, we'll do visualizations and we'll try to see like who's left back there. And how can we integrate them in a way where the parts that maybe have to be in the driver's seat or the parts that have to be more dominant can be present, but they're not left behind. And to me, that level of integration is what brings you that peace, because I think we lose inner peace when there's that polarization, when there's that feeling of like 
some like something's not working. My parts are at war here. They're fighting for control. Like, how can we integrate them better? Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's such a great explanation of it. Again, Lindsay, you are so great at this. You're so great at this. Like, absolutely. I've experienced this probably a few times going back into because I did that whole quarter life crisis. I quit my full time job, sold all my furniture, rented out my apartment, um, bought a van, and went traveling. And I lost, I or ignored that part of myself that I love dressing up for work. I love wearing heels and putting on a boss outfit. Like I actually love it. And it's what I used to do all yes. the time. Like it was my life. And mm-hmm. and I guess in that life, I was ne- neglecting the part of me that loves traveling yes. and that loves camping and yes. adventuring, right? So that's why I went full into adventure because I had been neglecting that part of me that whole time. Yeah. Went full into yeah. that other part. And it was like, hang on, you're still leaving behind a big part of you. And mm-hmm. that that reintegration of realizing that, I am both parts of me. I am, there's many, but those are probably the biggest ones in my reality of I do love both and both are just as important. And going all in on one is just actually neglecting one of them, one Mm -hmm. of you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I had this, and you just reminded me of something that a mentor of mine said to me a few years ago. He's an IFS therapist. And he said, one of a characteristic he thinks of self-energy is actually collaboration, meaning that your higher self helps your parts collaborate on a reality for you. So what that means to me is that when you were like, okay, there's extremes here. I'm living in a van, but wait, now I actually want to like have my boss suit and maybe buy a place there. These parts are getting polarized and you're, and it's feeling uncomfortable. Self-energy comes in and says, let's sit down and collaborate. Can we create a reality where both of you can exist without getting extreme? (laughs) And when you find that sweet spot is usually when the softening happens and the peace happens. Yes. Hence starting my own business and traveling full time while also being able to cultivate the CEO boss energy, which I always wanted to do, which allows like that freedom, which I wanted and also the discipline and the work and the change that I love. So Absolutely. And that, exactly. I love that you said that it came from connecting to my higher self and going, okay, it was actually through probably a lot of meditation for me when I truly got clear on mm-hmm. how I can integrate both those parts in a way that isn't extreme for both, that is actually sustainable, realistic in a way that makes me happy and fulfills all the parts and needs of myself. And Exactly. Yeah, the reward is so great. I love what I get to do. So love it. Yes. And I didn't know that this was a reality before integrating those parts. Truly, it was always only one option was visible to me until I integrated it and sat with it and go, okay, how can we come with from a higher intention so that we can actually have all of it and replace that is, I forgot that word that you just said, but is integrated. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I I really am a big believer in this idea of we don't always have to choose. I think when we're choosing this or that, we end up giving up a piece of our identity. I think we have to make compromises. I think we have to collaborate, but I don't think it's always, and I think often there's a way around, there's ways around this, a this or that scenario. When we start living in those extremes, we're going to blend. You know, it's like for you, if you had just stayed in that van forever, you were going to blend with so many parts tied to that reality that would never let all these other parts over here exist. And so to me, um, when I see my clients really like just choosing between something so hard, I always say to them, like, what would it be like to not choose? Mm -hmm. What would it be like to collaborate? Let's try that. And some parts might resist, but when they, when they really do begin the collaboration process, you know, what's funny is it's actually kind of fun for our parts to be like, okay, I've got this that I can bring to the table and I've actually got this that I can bring to the table. And it can be really amazing what your parts and your higher self can facilitate. Yes, I love that. It is so fun. It's actually fun. (laughs) It totally is. (laughs) Yeah. Like I know this topic has been so serious, but it's actually like the most fun activity. It's like a big game that you get to play and create whatever you want. Yes. With your life, which is so cool. It really is. It really is. I mean, I've had clients 
paint out their realities. I've had clients, you know, have different parts journal. I have one client, we call it like a town hall meeting when we get their parts together to kind of brainstorm. And it's just, you make it your own and you trust the process and you really will see life start to feel a lot lighter and more joyful when you allow your parts to create together. I think, I think it's also the creative part of your higher self when you allow your parts to really throw their ideas at the board and create a reality with you. And then you just get to try everything because you can. Anything's possible. Really. I mean, it's so cliche and it, and it can feel corny, but I think actually anything is possible and allowing our parts to really step forward and speak up and trust us can create that anything is possible reality for you. Yes. I absolutely believe that as well. Like in my deepest, deepest of hearts, I I know that anything is possible. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Me too. Me too. It's so great. That's how we're drawn together. We get this just high vibe energy. Yeah, we get it. We're like, yeah, we can actually do anything. Let's get together and create some freaking magic. Yeah. I love that. I don't know why I just felt to say this, that like all of a sudden we become healers, like you are a healer and a mother and it's through knowing this that you just want to share it. You mm-hmm. want the whole world to experience this, like because it is so blissful and free. It, it's freeing to be freed from those the control of those protective parts of you, those wounded parts of you. And I'm screaming it from the rooftops. I mean, we literally do this whole episode just to teach and educate and to inspire others to step into it. So it's so beautiful. And I guess thank you, Lindsay, for stepping into this role in your life and really embodying it because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be able to learn about this. And I'm sure you've healed many, 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 many people that have got that ripple effect into thousands. So thank you. (laughs) <laughs> if you're like, yeah, definitely. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. I mean, really just thank you for just reminding me time and time again, the last few years, why I do this and why, you know, even when parts of me tried to leave me, uh, lead me astray, maybe at different times, I always come back to this place because in my core in myself, I believe in this work so much. And when I see clients like you, transform. I don't at all believe it's because of me. I believe that it's because of the space we created together. And I really just want to say that I'm so thankful for all the time we had to create that space. And now I get to witness you creating a safe space for so many people. And it's just, it's what I want for the world is for that ripple effect to just continue. So thank you for creating the space with me and continuing to share your gifts with the world because I mean, it's what we need truly, truly, truly. We opened up a portal literally in that space of opening up a view to all of the parts that have been ignored, which is what I guess my mission is too. Now we both share the same vision, same mission of the world of that ripple effect where I get to lead women who are leaders or stepping into leadership who will share this message loud and clear because it is a ripple effect and I truly see I truly see a world some people I feel like some people think it's blind optimism it's absolutely real and I've seen it the world where this is the main topic of conversation that people aren't led by their wounds anymore and that people are able to communicate from love the majority yeah yeah yes yes and I, it's, it's possible. Like you said, we can, we can be love. We can communicate from love. We can practice that openness that we so badly want for ourselves. I think it starts by us practicing it first. We get yeah. that love from other people. We get that openness, that curiosity from other people when we start embodying it in our relationships and our friendships, but first to ourselves. You can't show up in any relationship if you first haven't shown up for yourself. It's just not possible. Yeah. Yeah. I know that firsthand now thanks to you. Yep. Literally. How can you show up half-heartedly? How can you show up from a wound trying to love if you're not even in control of the wound yet? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Which, you know, if I were to leave everyone today with, with something that I've learned in IFS that I think is just absolutely life-changing and a place to start. And I know we've talked about this, but it's the concept of the U-turn, which is when you are feeling a trigger 
or a reaction instead of focusing so much on that trigger or who triggered you immediately you turn and go back inside yourself and focus on yourself first. And if you can get in the habit of making that U-turn more often than not, you are going to be a much more peaceful person in your life. And that practice, although I am so far from perfect, I have improved and it has changed. And I really mean this just every area of my life. And so to put it simply, if you can just turn inward as much as possible, even when you want to escape or blame, you are going to change your life for the better. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is the perfect way to end this episode, Lindsay. Thank you so much. That's so deep and so profound and life-changing. Thank you. Thank you you for having me. (laughs) My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. I'll pop Lindsay's Instagram handle in the show notes so you can contact her if you need. And if you want to contact me for any questions, my handle's also in there. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to rate, leave a review or drop into my DMs with anything that you got out of this episode because I absolutely love to hear it. See you next time.